Welcome to the Chicago Bears Podcast. A presentation of ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Here's your host, Pat the Designer. Bird on Bears fans, welcome into a Thursday edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. Pat the Designer in the building. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. And I am joined here on a Thursday by the great Jonathan Hood. Hoodie, what's going on? Oh, man, listen. It, from, a, from a personal side, Hoodie has been somebody that's rocked with me in my corner for a long time. So it's always great to have you on the show with me, brother. Great to be on the show. I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you pulling up with us, man. We got a lot to talk about today. This is, real, man. this is real. It is real. I get to be here. Like I still don't believe it. Like I walk in. I'm waiting for. I told. I told. Uh, I think it was McKee or Courtney yesterday. I'm waiting for that day where like I get cut and like the badge just doesn't work. Like nobody tells me, and I just walk out. I, was like, I knew it was coming. It's on me. That's not me. I just think it's cool that the step and repeat is actually not, it's not digitized. It's not digitized. No, it's a real step and repeat here. You can touch it, feel it, all of that, man. Well, all righty. We're getting the show started off on a good start. Here we go. Hey, uh, we got a lot to get into today. SI technically has the Chicago Bears competing for a playoff spot. What does that mean for this team in the NFC North? We'll break that down. Then we're going to give some roster rankings. PFF has us ranked a little higher than I would have expected PFF to have us with some of the teams that are below us. Got to talk about Roshan Johnson. Everybody's talking about Roshan Johnson. Is Roshan Johnson going to be the next? We'll tell you guys that in the third quarter. A little tease there. You like that tease? The next running back for the Bears. The next running back for the Bears. He will be that. And then in the fourth quarter, Fields talks about why he's excited about this season and why he believes that this team is getting the right mix together. All that and more on today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Make sure y'all hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Let's get into the first quarter. First quarter. Hoodie. Yes. Sports Illustrated has the Chicago Bears competing for a playoff spot. When they gave their report card, they talked about kind of what the teams have added, what the teams have subtracted in the season. They said that the Chicago Bears are one of the had the best offseason out of any team here, but that the Lions are still the team to beat. They gave their kind of win projections, win totals based on what they saw the offseason. They basically have the Lions eight and a half wins, the Vikings still at nine and a half wins, uh, the Packers and Bears at seven and a half wins. The Chicago Bears will be competing for a playoff spot, according to Sports Illustrated. Do you agree? I do not agree with that. And, and But here's why, though. So, as a Bears fan, I can look at the team pad and say, okay, you had three wins last year mm-hmm. by design. We got a chance to talk to Ryan Poles, which was a great conversation we had with him in Indianapolis at the Combine. And he keeps saying that he wants to build the Bears the right way. Right. And I know what that means by him saying it. Right. Doing the right way, meaning don't build it up to being a playoff team and then disappear for five or six years. Yes. That's the worst. You want to be have sustained success and be a team that's on the rise, step by step, right? And so when I look at the team, when people say, well, the Bears are going to make this big leap like the Bengals, they're going to be three wins to a playoff team. I mean, it could happen. I love for it to happen. But if it does happen, Pat, if it does happen, if you're on your way now, then I want it to be a playoff team every year yeah. on your way to the Super Bowl. Well, I'm looking at it more practically. And actually the way probably Ryan Poles looks at it as well. Okay, 
So you're built in the middle with your linebackers. Still need to figure out what you want to do with your defensive line. Offensive line, I think, is going to be – they're going to be some studs. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I that. love Darnell Wright. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to it <laughs> yeah. because he's nasty. Yeah. Right? I mean, Poles was able to decide, I want someone nasty on the offensive line. It's me that can be Justin Fields, and he's that guy. Did you hear how Baldinger uh, 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 described him on uh, Pat McAfee's show? He said he's the prick that the Chicago Bears need. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that is a heck of a description. Yeah. You need that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, five choir boys is not enough on the offense. You need to have some guys that have a little nasty, a little dirty. Yes. And so Wright can be that guy. And so I look at that and I just say, okay, Justin Fields needs like another year to develop. Now this will be his first year, should be yeah. his first year, where he feels comfortable enough in the pocket where he doesn't have to run all over the field. So when we talk about playoffs, okay, does that mean they sneak in the back door? Do they have this charm season based on the the, uh, the schedule? All I know is that I'm looking forward to the season. If, it does, if they're not a playoff team this year, it's not failure. No. What I'm saying is that they're building towards something. I think that's how Poles looks at it. So that's the way I look at it. I think th- I don't think that this is an estimation of how great the Bears are going to be, though. I think that's why this Sports Illustrated article was so interesting to me because I think it's more of a right. Like we, the, the Detroit Lions are starting off against the Kansas City Chiefs. The NFL clearly believes that they are going to be a premier team moving forward. Um, the, 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 yeah, 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 really bold. The lights come on brightly for the Detroit Lions. Like, it's, and we'll talk about it, but as good as they were toward the end of the season, yeah. and, and the NFL thinks that you're going to be the next team. Yeah. Hey. Jared Goff versus Pat Mahomes is right. your matchup. You know what I mean? Like, right. like that's that's one of those. And and it's not even a slight to Goff, right? Like, Goff at home was fine. Goff on the road, yeah, mediocre. But, like, it, it, they believe that the Detroit Lions are going to be this take-a-big-step team this season. They fix, they add some nice pieces to their uh, defensive backfield, different things like that. They basically believe that Minnesota is going to take a step back. Um, but I think that... What I'm reading in this SI article is that they basically are saying the NFC North is not good. It's winnable. No matter what you think about these teams, we don't rank them high among the rest of the NFC. Definitely not among the AFC. So the Chicago Bears, if they just take the step that we expect them to take, will be competing for a playoff spot. And I think that's the part to me about the SI article that's the most interesting because I do expect the Bears floor to be seven wins. If you all I and all I need you to do is get to the floor because that means there's a lot of good football being played. But maybe they can flip one or two games. Now we're talking about eight wins. Could that puts you in that position? Could be. So I will tell you, and I have three times the changes when it comes to schedule. When comes <laughs> so when it first comes out, yeah. first blush with the pen, yeah. win loss, win loss, win loss, go through it. Yeah. After like during training camp, look at it again. Okay, who's cut? Yeah. Who's not cut. Yeah. We lost one of those. But then before the first game, and this will be the Packer game, I'll make my official prediction. Yeah. But first blush with a pin, I had eight wins. Mm-hmm. It surprised me, though. Yeah. Because I went through it, I'm like, we lost, we lost. Damn, eight wins? Did you did you do it twice? Like, you had to do it twice to be like, do I believe this? Yeah. But then I look closely at it, I'm like, okay. And there's some games, Pat, I look at that I'm not sure about. Yeah. That's why I need three times to look at. Yeah. Like, one of them is Denver. I'm not I, like I had L, and then I scratched it out to a win. But then I thought Sean Payton, maybe there's a renaissance that's coming from Russell Wilson. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But so there's a couple of games, like two or three games. Where I'm like, I'm not sure. Those two or three games I wasn't sure about last year, those are losses. Right. 
Because in the middle of the schedule, Atlanta, you know, like Jets, like, <laughs> that's why I thought, okay, the Bears could win those games, but the Bears weren't ready for them yet. Yeah. Now, now the question is, are they going to be ready for it this year? <laughs> and I think the the thing that you have to remember most is that, right, like there's still probably an addition coming to this team that if we're giving this team seven and a half wins now, I don't know how you feel. Like, I still don't know. I, I don't have any belief in this defensive line yet because the two guys that you brought in to fix the defensive line are rookies. <laughs> you know, I hope that they're good. They're second-round picks. I really hope that Javon uh, Dexter is able to come out and make an instant impact because he's going from a two-gap to a one-gap. I hope that Zach Pickens can slide in there and win a job. But I don't know that, right, like your best investment in this line right now is rookies, which is fine. But now... Ryan Poles talks about sooner than later, we're hoping to go out and get a edge rusher. Who's that edge rusher, right? How do we view the win total if Yannick Ngakwe is rushing on the left side? Or if, I, I don't know about Leonard Floyd, but if they make a trade for one of these disgruntled guys out here, Quentin Williams or something like that, right? Like I think that changes, and the fact that we're at seven wins already, you could be ticking off some more of those games by the time you get to the third one and we're training before the season. I'd like to be wrong about it. Yeah. But, I, I, but I'm only thinking how Ryan Poles thinks. Yes. Because he's thinking incremental success. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he wants to win the Super Bowl yesterday, but he knows that when he says it's a process, that means that he's not expecting the world now. But but it's funny that you mentioned those guys in the defensive line. Because Yurko mentioned this too, John Yurkovich, on part of our team. Yeah. On the Bears Network. So he said it, he found it interesting that the Bears decide to – he said, when you build a house, do you build the inside first or the outside first? Yeah, the outside. And he thought, boy, the Bears did a lot of linebackers first at free agency. Yeah. And he thought the Bears should have spent some money on the outside, on the line. Yeah. He said, if you're going to build a house, build on the outside first, meaning the line. Yeah. He said, he thought, found it interesting that the Bears shirt up their linebackers first. Yes. It, it makes a good point. No, no 100%. So, but so, but I, here's what I think. Um, you mentioned the two guys. What give give those names again that you gave Javon Dexter and Zach Pickens? I think Pickens is gonna be really good. He'd be a sleeper in this draft. I I agree. I, I think they're going to take step but like here's what I don't like. When you're putting a hundred percent reliance on a rookie to make your team what your team's gonna be. The part that scared me most coming into this was that I thought the Bears were going to put a rookie at left tackle. Instead of letting, and I, I don't know what Braxton Jones is going to be. I hope that he's good. I, I like what I saw his rookie year. I hope he takes another step. But the part that scared me most was I was like, listen, like you go out and get a rookie at left tackle. He doesn't even know the NFL yet. You got Miles Garrett rushing from the other side. That's not fun. <laughs> but, but you know what? Poles loves Jones. Yeah. Wasn't he there for every, every snap? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I like that. He, but what I'm saying is I like that he left a guy who, even young is still a veteran knows how the NFL is going to put pressure on you. When I look at the other side of the line, right? Like we're making these predictions on what guys are going to be based on what they did in college and stuff like that. But sometimes it takes a second for that to click. Heck we saw with, with players last season, right? Like it took six, seven games before we started looking at Kyler Gordon and going, Oh, he might actually be a pretty good, uh, good DB. Like, I don't know. Like, so that I think that that's the part for me where, when I come into a season, it's hard for me to say this rookie's going to make this level of impact, and that's what puts us over the top. Even how they and we'll talk about Roshan Johnson later. I love what Roshan Johnson's going to be, and I think he's going to be, but I still think that it helps that Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman are there. Yeah, 
Yeah, no question. No question. I I hear what you're saying about the defensive line uh, and rookies in those positions. Yeah. I mean, you have what 20, 25 sacks last year. Yeah. I mean, for your, your leading sackers, your your safety. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I hear you. No, no matter what Sports Illustrated is saying, they're looking at the totality of the of the uh, NFC. Yeah. And they're saying, okay, Packers will be out because Jordan Love will go through some growing pains. Yeah, yeah. And so they might, and I think Minnesota slides, um, but that's the point where sliding out of the playoffs. They, I don't think they slide out of the playoffs. They could, be, they could lose three wins here. Uh, if you look, go back to their point differential, it's embarrassing for a team that had their team. It was wild last season. Just wild. was like, how, how'd you, like, you shouldn't be here. And then week one, it, or, or week one of the playoffs, it proved it. Well, yeah. You're right. So smoke and mirror. Yeah. So they did it with cutting and guile, yeah. as the old people say. Yeah. They were cutting and guile. Mad Nagy 2018. Pretty much. And that's really what it was. Like, I watched it and I was like, this is. Like it was a great, there was great players on both sides of the ball, but I never looked at it and was like, "That's a great team." No, so I guess the point is like maybe that's how Sports Illustrated looks at it. Yeah, they say Green Bay slides out, Minnesota and Detroit win the division, and they find a way for the Bears to get in there. And I just don't, I'm not sure if I'm there yet. Okay, I got time. It's time. Got time on my my side. Time is on your side. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, I also was raised in a household that only listened to oldies. That's right. Or for my grandmother, just music. <laughs> it wasn't oldies, just music. Right. Like I got time. See, Pat, I, that's how I, I can do it in my mind. Yeah. Because if I just go on and be like, nine wins, ten wins, the Bears, well, see, it breaks me for disappointment. Yeah. I'm an older Bears fan than you, so I've seen it. <laughs> but I like it. I like it no, 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 no. You don't get to throw the older Bears fan. You've seen them win. <laughs> Yeah. I've been alive 28 years. They've never won anything. <laughs> You've seen a lot more losing than winning. But <laughs> Take my time. Take my time. I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with you on that. I, like I said, when they said seven and a half wins, and I, here's the thing, seven wins gets me excited. Seven wins is improvement. Seven wins tells me Justin Fields is playing better. You don't get seven wins without Justin Fields playing better. You get three again realistically right like and you don't get seven wins without your offensive line looking like some semblance of something real because to me the first four weeks well outside of Packers week two to about week six I believe you got a lot of good defensive lines coming here to attack a second year a third year in Tevin Jenkins a rookie on the right side your vet right now is Cody Whitehair we're just hoping that he holds up for an entire season at center. So, like, there's a lot of question marks on this team that I think are going to be answered within the first six weeks. I look forward to seeing cut down there. Who's going to make a move off? Yeah. Especially on the offensive line. Yeah. Like, Cody Whitehair is going to be on the team, right? Well, he already got his bonus. He, he already got that signing bonus. Or not signing bonus. His uh, – what is it? When he, he made it past a certain date, so they gave him a, a bonus in the contract. I thought he was going to be cut. And then he's still here. But the, but then here's the thing, right? Like, I, I even that, I like how Poles has done this, where he said, it's not great, but I can live with that. That I can't live with. And that's what Cody Whitehair is to me. Cody Whitehair is not a great center. He's not this dominant guy that's going to be a dominant. Yes, he's played well there, but that was two years ago when he was two years younger, one injury less. But he looked at the defensive line and said, no, we got to address that. He looked at the DBs and said, we got to address that. He looked at the the right side of the offensive line and was like, we got to address that. We can figure that out next season. 
So I do like that as well, man. Hey, let's keep it pushing along. I think mean, we off to a good start. First quarter. We're up in the first quarter. All we all we can do is, is make it great out here, hoodie. That's what we do. Let's get into the Let's get into the second quarter. Second quarter. PFF even giving the Bears a little bit. I don't know if I call this praise, right? Like it, it is praise based on where we've been, but it's still not good. Because where PFF has us ranked right now, as we get into this, they talk about our strengths, our weaknesses. The Bears go from one of the worst rosters in the NFL. PFF now has us ranked 22nd in the NFL. They have the Arizona Cardinals as the worst roster in football. Some of the teams below us, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Green Bay Packers, Atlanta Falcons, Tennessee Titans, you got you got them. All right, they they still below us. Carolina Panthers. Starting over. I thought Carolina still has some good players on that team. No. Uh, hopefully not. I, not. Hopefully not. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you though. Good players aside, we, me and Courtney did an exercise. We broke down kind of like how their roster starts. I was like, they might start one in five, and they better beat Atlanta because that's the one <laughs> who's below them on this. So so they've got they've got a good a good opportunity. New York Giants. New York Giants with a worse roster than the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears come in at 22. PFF noted their biggest strength, which was a really good strength last season, was their run game. And you add a Roshan Johnson into that. You've got Khalil Herbert coming back. You added to the offensive line. That was a pretty good running offensive line last season. Do you agree with PFF that the Chicago Bears have the 22nd best roster in the NFL team right above us, by the way, Vegas Raiders, which I don't know if I agree with that. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's what I need to know the formula, right? Right. So what's the formula is a formula based on the roster as is yeah. or what you had last year coming into this year. Like, is it about the draft picks and the free agents? Oh, yeah. It's about draft picks as well because they have rookies to watch. Uh, is running back Roshan Johnson, again, hyping up Roshan. Um, X Factor for this team this season is a part of last year. Chase Claypool is supposed to be the X Factor for the Chicago Bears in 2023. Biggest weakness, run defense. Okay. Oh, well, that is, well, no question. Yeah, no question. Yeah. Okay. A lot of rushing yards. So so they, they hype up the running game for the Bears. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Fields ran the ball a lot. Yes, you should celebrate the running game. Yeah. Because Justin Fields is running for his life out there and had some spectacular plays. So if they talk about the running game, that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. So if it's not him, it was Montgomery last year. Right. It was Herbert last year. So, yeah, the running game. But that's not football today, Pat the Designer. That's not football today. Yeah. A semblance of a running game, and this is why I disagree with with our guys, Yurko, talking about the run. I believe you have to have a semblance of a running game. But it's a vertical passing league. Yes. And there's a difference right there. So, like, when they talk about our biggest um, you know, positive, yeah. Yeah. Because that's all the Bears had offensively is to run the football. Cool in 1986. Yeah. But not in 2023. That's why they're so behind in those numbers. They have to have a, a vertical passing game. But again, as Ryan Poles will tell you, it was kind of in the cards to do that. Yeah. Look at the roster they had last year. Those guys, some of those uh, players for the on the wide receivers, you wouldn't even take on your fantasy team. Uh, I I had no choice because we had a twelve team league. So Byron Pringle did make an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was a man short, basically. You know what I mean? 
Okay, as far as PFF. <laughs> I hate those guys. <laughs> not a not a PFF guy? Uh, it's Collinsworth, right? Yes. <laughs> Audibly rolling his eyes. Audibly rolling his eyes. Fine. It's it's good it's good fodder for me. The, the 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 metrics are always a little confusing, but because like last season, right, when they're just like um Justin Fields technically has one of the best offensive lines in football. And then, like, we look at it and we're like, I'm not sure how you're grading this, bud. Like, I have no idea what you're seeing here. Yeah, the Bears get the most pressure on any team out of anybody in the NFL. Like, what are, what are we looking at here? You know what I mean? Cody Whitehair, the best offensive line. Cody Whitehair. <laughs> Sam, Sam Mustafer grades out as a top five center. Yeah. And the <laughs> My bad. You always got to look over your shoulder for Olin Krutz when you talk about Sam Mustafer. I'm always looking over the shoulder. Uh, I don't, I don't, I mean, you look at those teams that are, are they're toward the bottom, yes, but that's where the Bears deserve to be. Yeah. Because we haven't seen them on the field yet. Yeah. Like, I, I, those numbers, like, I know the Bears are in the bottom third of the league. Yeah. But they're going to they're gonna try to dig their way out of it. Seven wins will help you get there. You know, and again, their opinion is fine. Their form is always funky. Yeah. But, like, I'll look at a Peter King. I'll look at ESPN.com, and I'll peep out with that. I think – Peter had him 29th. Yeah. Okay, well. I think my big been having 27. Yeah, my my biggest it's all deserved. My question mark isn't on where the Bears roster is. My question mark is always when I read articles like this, when I look at articles like this, what are you doing to grade the teams that you're saying are above us? What are you how are you looking at those teams? Because like, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, the Washington Commanders come in with the 17th best roster in the NFL. That means you're middle of the pack, but your quarterback, Sam Howell. That means you're going to lose a lot of games. So why would they be 17? See how the funky the funky? And that's and that's the part for me, right where I look at it as based on total roster. Sure, I see a defense that should be dominant every year, but we never talk about the Washington Commanders being a dominant defense. I see the names on the defense that should be dominant, but we never look at the Washington Commanders and go, oh, man, they they really shut you down. That Well, I guess we do. But <laughs> I guess technically we do. Darn it, when you just lean that way a little bit. But right. Like, and so, like, I that's always my question. How are we grading the teams above us? Minnesota, they have Minnesota 16th, just one game above the Washington Commanders. So you base that on what if you're PFF, right? And so, again, I'm one of the few that will give Kirk Cousins credit. I think that he's a terrific regular season quarterback. Yeah. What's the bed? Uh, I think some of the playoffs, that's clear. You can't deny the numbers. The numbers are. No, he's got them. But, but just the idea that in a big spot, that's not the guy. He's not that guy. By the way, we're going to get our win back from the commanders this year. Oh, yeah. I'll no. Say, I'll put that with a top. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Be- football. Because I think here's the thing with, with the commanders that I always look at, or with a lot of these teams that I always look at, when you come into the season, the biggest thing for me is, okay, yeah, you have these names. Yes, you have these players. How are you utilizing these players? I've watched three years of an underutilized defensive line. This should be one of the most dominant defensive lines in football. And yet we don't talk about them as one of the most dominant defensive lines. Well, sure, week in and week out, we say, listen, Chase Young can get to the quarterback and he's going to be a dominant force. But then we don't actually see that come to fruition on the field for wins. Yes. And I think that that's, that's the biggest question that I have with a lot of this. Even last year, when when they were predicting the Bears to be the worst team in football, which they ended up being by design, I looked at it and I said, yeah, but why, why aren't the Giants getting the same 
talk, right? Like, why aren't, right? Like, and so I think that that's the part where I listen to the rankings, but I don't sit here and tell you that the rankings are a message from God. <laughs> right. You know, over the years, I've talked to listeners yeah. on, on our radio show, and, you know, we're now doing mornings on Captain J Hood. And, you know, some are always concerned about what the national media thinks of their favorite team. Yeah. It's weird, right? Yeah. It's energy. Because it's just like, I can't believe so-and-so said that about our team. I can't believe that they – I'm like, just wait for the games, man. That's yeah. I said, You're, you as a Bears fan, your opinion matters just as much as PFF. Yeah. Just as much as Pat Designer, as much as Jonathan Hood. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not going to change what the Bears whatever do. Whatever your, <laughs> your opinion, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. PFF and their funky formula does not affect me one way, shape, or form. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. But here's why, Pat. It's like what you just proved, right? You scrolled up and talking about teams like Washington has a stout defense. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's the hallmark of their team thus far under Ron Rivera. Does that mean that I mean their offense stinks? So like, how are they better than the Bears? That's why it seems very arbitrary to me. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Who else is on there? Tell the people. I mean, listen, I, like after Washington. After Washington, let's go. Let's go back to Washington here. Let's break this down. And I, and By the way, and, and the teams that are here's the thing for me: the teams that are close, I just look at and I'm like, no, those those rosters aren't close. Right. Well, we'll do a new segment on second down. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Thumbs up or thumbs down. All right. So Washington, Washington, seventeen. Thumbs down. You didn't put a thumbs down. Oh, th- thumbs down. Thumbs down. All right. Sixteen is Minnesota. Sixteen. That's a thumbs down. I would agree with that. I. No, I might be thumbs up on that. I, I think I think they're right where they should be. I just don't think Washington should be that close. I, I give Minnesota middle of the pack okay. uh, uh, roster. Um, Fifteen is Jacksonville. Uh, middle of the pack. Middle of the pack. I'll give them that. Thumbs okay, up. Thumbs up on that. Fourteen's okay. Cleveland. Really? I'm going thumbs down on that. Okay, so where's your offense? Deshaun. <laughs> like, that, like that's it. Like that's your office, Deshaun. <laughs> I'm like, okay. People thought he was going to turn water into wine as soon as he picked him up. Yeah. Like, dude just came back from a long suspension. Yeah. And a lot of Vaseline. Yeah. And he spent a lot, he spent a lot of time. <laughs> maybe, maybe listen to more Ice Cube there, Deshaun. Maybe, maybe listen to a little bit more Ice Cube there, my boy. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, just a disgusting individual. But nonetheless, so. I, all I know is I remember him on a college path, and I was just like, "Man, look at the leadership." Yeah, man, he—it's what I want. I want him to be on the Bears yeah. because I saw the leadership, and I was like, "This guy's got cannon of an arm, yeah. leader, um, can see down the field, yeah. tall. He looks the part, right?" Football a lot is when you walk through the room, when you walk through the airport. What's that guy look like? It's what you look like. Yeah, uh, and so he looked like a quarterback and a leader, and then of course. He's well, yeah, on the field he can yeah. play. Yeah, that's all. Uh, but not last. Yeah, year. yeah, not last year. So now this year we have great. We'll tell a greater story than we could ever tell about the Browns' offense. Yeah. So sixteen uh, or the fourteen for them, right? Fourteen for them. Biggest strength, offensive line. Biggest weakness, defensive line. There's some problems there. <laughs> you thumbs down in that one? It's a little high, don't you think? Fourteen. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I agree with that. That's I'm thumbs down in that. I'm thumbs down in that. It's a because to me, here's the problem that I see with a lot of the league. You get a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, yeah. 
And then, and I, I do agree. Here's the thing. Deshaun's still a really good quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. Like, I think he's going to come back. He's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, he he had tight ends blocking for him his rookie year, and he, he made magic out of it. Like, he's he's amazing as a football player. Terrible person. Um, but, I mean, listen. Uh, but, but I, you can't just rely on the one guy to do it all and that's what's going to make you a top 15 team in the league. And if your biggest strength is your offensive line and Deshaun Watson, sure, you're putting up a lot of points. But if your biggest weakness is your defensive line and you can't get to the other quarterback, that means you got to put up a lot of points every single week. You can't have one game where you miss. And I don't see the rest of the roster on that. So thumbs down on that. Uh, what else we got? Detroit Lions, 13. I give that. I'll, I'll give them that. I like that. Even with the loss of uh, of Jamison Williams, uh, you know, little little dice in the back room, or uh, yeah, I, 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 what's going on in Detroit? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> on campus? Yeah. I I didn't know I couldn't bet on. Like, I I just love that. That's always the excuse. Like, I didn't know I couldn't do that. You knew that. You know why? <laughs> signs all over the field. I've never been in the line facility. I know there's signs. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. Now, again, it's a slippery slope. I'm sure there's a number of players that look, especially in the offseason, be like, I want to gamble on this. But, they're, I mean, they're smart enough not to do it in the crib. Here's, here's the common sense thing for me. How about don't use your phone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah. There's no burners out here. You had nothing, like nothing, like you can't uh, can't have the spouse do it. I mean, I know the NFL is technically the FBI, but come on now. So uh, thumbs up for them. I think that's properly right. I'll give them there. Twelve is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Steelers at twelve, a top twelve team in the NFL. Biggest strength is their pass rush, according to them. T.J. Watt did miss most of 2022, which is a struggle. Uh, biggest weakness they have is cornerback. Because Patrick Peterson is their best DB. Thumbs up. Top 12 team? When do we get the rest of them? I don't know if I believe in Pickett. <laughs> or Pickens. Oh, well, no, I believe in Pickens. I don't believe in Pickett. Okay. But give Brother Tomlin credit, though. Look, you talk about turning, you know, turning chicken salad into, you know what? Yeah. How did they do that? I'm, still staying over 500. Well, here's the thing. Over over 500 is still nine wins. Is that a top 12 team in the NFL? Ugh. It is. Yeah. You see standings? Yeah, it's true. Last year was wild. I guess I'll give you that. It's mediocre. It's not top 10. I'll give you that. It's close to top Mike 10, Tomlin's though. Flowers. I, I, Mike, Tomlin's, Mike Tomlin's an amazing head coach because there's a lot of bad on that team. Yeah. There's a lot of bad on that team. You know he told Mitch? He's like, you're not going to ruin my life. <laughs> He's like, you know what? You need to get this done. Maybe three games. I love how everybody turned on Tomlin in Chicago last season, too, because they were like, they didn't give Mitch the chance. It was like, no, they gave him a chance. <laughs> they might him. It, was, it, it was the whole thing with Mike Lennon. Yeah. Yeah. You, you give the veteran a chance yeah. to tutor the young guy. You fail, out. Huh, you know, I mean, listen, it's good to see, you know, multiple quarterbacks following the legacy of their predecessor. You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers following Brett Favre, Mitch following Mike Glennon. It's all working out. <laughs> 11 Seattle. Boy, that magic from Geno was amazing. Geno Smith, their quarterback. I don't think this might be a little high. I'll thumbs up that. I think they got probably. I think that. I, yeah, I think they got probably one more year of Geno being that, and they're going to have to start. 
they're going to have to start watching, looking for quarterbacks. He's going to show me again. The offense is a show again. I want to see if they can do that again. Miami Dolphins 10. Who's quarterback? Exactly. Is Tua available? He's, he's taking Judah. He's taking Judah. Well, I will say this. I will say this. There is an... There is an art in football where, like, you get hit and you have to know how to fall. Many players have told me this. It's like, if you fall the wrong way, that's how you get hurt. Tua just would get tackled and he'd just be, like, ragdolling. And, like, that, like, the last one where he ended up getting his last concussion, I was like, he didn't protect himself at all on that. He just got hit and just fell down. So Miami Dolphins at 10, according to PSI. Is that a top 10 team in the National Football for real? For real, for real? Think about it. Now, again, this is all predicated on their offense, too. Mike McDaniel. It's all predicated on their offense. Yeah. He's down. I see those gyps. I'm like, that's strange. I do. That's his George I do. I do like it. I'm not going to lie to you because he cracks me up because he's just like, you could tell, like, he's one of those guys that, like, even he's not sure what he's doing there. But he's just good at it. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's just like, he's like, hey, listen, I, they, they let me in the building. The card still works, and um, I know how to make it happen. I, he's one of those guys that you're gonna want to see win at some point. If the Bears don't win, you'll root for Mike McDaniel's, even it, no matter what the team is. He's, he's very smart. Yeah, um, he's he's quite a, a character though. Just watching him, just like when he does his business. I've seen his press conferences. He's just. Very interesting. Now, again, we get on this run of geniuses, right? Yeah. And all these genius coaches. Yeah. So McDaniel's, you know, I think he's a one. I think he could be successful. Though. I like Mike McDaniel's. I, I think that I think that he's going to have some success. I don't. I'll give them top ten, based on I. I like the coach. I think he's one of those coaches, and he has one of those systems like we talk about with San Francisco, yeah. where you could throw. I'm not going to say me anymore, but you can throw a, a, a backup quarterback in there and find a way to win it. So I'll, gi- I'll give them that. Thumbs up. Thumbs up on Dolphins top 10. Nine Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, that's a thumbs up. I'll give it, but man, are they continuing the Phillip Rivers legacy in, in Los Angeles? <laughs> quarterback, Yes, yes, I'd take the quarterback, but the quarterback is is basically the Phillip Rivers legacy where it's like, hey, we can win this game. Maybe not. <laughs> Eight Baltimore Ravens. Uh, that's a thumbs up. But it took a while for me to hit that. Odell Beckham's the X factor there. Good ground game. Lamar. Uh, <laughs> biggest weakness, pass rush. We'll give it a thumbs up. Harbaugh will find a way. I like Zay Flowers on that team. I like Zay Flowers. I'll, I'll thumbs up that one as well. Uh, seven, Jets. Aaron Rodgers. Top 10 team. Yeah. 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 We're not going <laughs> to. Six is the Cowboys. Oh, I mean, it's what it is, though, man. It's what it is. Playoff team and then fall short. Is it a top 10 team in the NFL? No. Well, is a top ten defense in the NFL? Yeah. Yes, I will give it that. Michael Parsons is a big part of that, but yes, okay. yes. I mean, I'll give him top ten defense. Last play Ezekiel Elliott ran though was a was a, a offensive line snap. They would not be in the top ten. I probably 
let's see who's outside of the top 10. I probably would put, I would put Seattle, not in that spot, but I would put Seattle in over Dallas. Higher. Higher. Okay. Yeah. I'm going thumbs up on that. Uh, I'll go thumbs down on that one. Five is the Bills. Thumbs up. Yeah, there's not even good. Four is the Chiefs. Thumbs up. Four. Four. That's what I was waiting for. Three is the Bengals. Thumbs up, yeah, but yeah. I don't know, can't see. Whatever. Yeah, five. Two, San Francisco. Uh, That's high. I love the roster, though, but who's playing quarterback? It doesn't matter in San Francisco, apparently. Uh, yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> and the number one team, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll give it that. Well, some of them I, I agree with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but Kansas City being lower, maybe they don't think they can repeat. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. The Warriors run for them right now. Yeah. And guess what? That doesn't happen in the NFL very often. So that means that I think that they can, whether they can repeat or not, I don't know if Philadelphia can repeat. Maybe. Making it back to the Super Bowl in the same year. I have more confidence in the guy that's been to an AFC title game six times in a row now. Shout out to the NFL. Yeah. Shout out to the NFL for opening night on September 7th, my birthday, for them to, the NFL telling the White Sox, I know you're playing a day game. <laughs> Move. <laughs> they moved to Monday. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I did. They moved to Monday. Yeah. And so, just so, so the Sox and Royals, so you won't get the 4,000 Royals fans yeah. outside of Coffin Stadium. Coffin Stadium and Arrowhead are in the same complex. Right, right, right. So they were like, nah, y'all move to over here. Yeah. So we can have full autonomy of the parking lot. Kansas City fans are crazy because they'll tailgate the, day, the night before. Right. So give them their premium uh, seats or, or their premium spots uh, in the parking lot. I, so, I, a Major League Baseball game moved over. Listen, to the NFL. NFL is king. It's amazing. NFL is king, and it will always be king, and I will give them credit on that. That was the second quarter, lengthy second quarter, but a second quarter that was well worth it. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. A lot of commercials in there. A lot of, lot of, lot of ads, a lot of ad reads. <laughs> Excuse me? What's going on? Whoa. Shout out to you. <laughs> Let's get into the third quarter here, hoodie. Third quarter. <laughs> so we got to talk about a little bit of... Uh, what this young rookie can be. We just did the PFF rankings and kind of where the teams rank, where the Bears rank, different things like that. And they said the rookie to watch was Roshan Johnson. Ryan Poles keeps talking about how he didn't believe that the Bears were going to get Roshan. He ran 53 simulations, 53 simulations. In every one of those simulations, the Chicago Bears did not get Roshan Johnson. He did not fall to the fourth round. He could not believe he was there when they got him. Hoodie, I will ask you this. It may seem very hot takey. I'm saying this based on how the player career trajectory or career path is going coming into the NFL, not what the player will be, but is Roshan Johnson our version of Barry Sanders in the sense of Barry playing behind Nate Thurman coming in, being a great player? Uh, no, it's not. He is not that guy. First of all, this young man it was behind B. John Robinson at Texas. And he's, again, uh, lightning bolt running the football. But I see him as a running back and special teams initially for the Bears. I like that they have, they kind of reimagined the, the uh, running back room as much as I respect and love David Montgomery. Yeah. David Montgomery ran the football like he gave a damn. 
Yeah. He ran it like, I know coach is going to take me out at some point. I'm going to get as many yards as possible. And if you're going to pull me, you're going to pull me. Yeah. I love that because when I thought that the Bears, some of the players in that game, they're all, it wasn't given their all. They just did not execute well enough. I thought that there's a guy there that I really liked. And that was with Detroit, which is cool. I'm going to miss David uh, uh, Montgomery. Uh, David Montgomery. So I think that this young man can be able to help this, the offense, can help uh, the running game. Um, but what about the others that's in the room, though? Like, where does he fit? That's my question. He's still in the depth chart right now. I think by the time we get to week five in this season, Roshan Johnson will probably be your number one back. The reason I say that, not just because Ryan Poles is so excited about him, not because of all of the publicity that is being pushed towards him and on him, which I think maybe we got to relax a little bit, maybe let this guy get on the field first before we just come out here and devote our undying love to him. Um, Khalil Herbert, unless he's improved on it vastly in the offseason, is not a good pass blocker. Deontay Foreman, unless he's improved on it vastly during the offseason, is not a good pass blocker. I think that that thing alone will get him more time on the field because it's only going to take one time in those first three games for Herbert to need to make a block that gets Justin Fields' head taken off for the coaching staff to go, you can't do that. And I've got a 6'2 guy standing back here. What is he, 6'2", 190, whatever it is, that's going to be able to get out there and actually make a block. I think that that gets him more time on the field, which when you're running RPOs and different things like that, gives you more opportunity to be the R in that system. We will see. Yeah. We will see. All I know is that he was not a down and down out back in Texas. Yeah. So maybe he, maybe uh, because his legs are fresh, it ain't like my Georgia team. Where all the <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't run. Yeah, yeah. I ran for three years, and no Sean Moreno and all those. Yeah, people, they ran the hell out of the football. So maybe, um, maybe he can be able to be that guy. Um, I know that some will look at running backs as diamond dozen. I don't look at it that way. I think that. You should have a semblance of a running game at some point, even with the game being vertical. Yeah. You got to still have someone that can be able to block. And the running game is not what it used to be, too. I think that people have to be able to readjust how they look at the running game. The running game is also a five-yard pass. Yeah. You know, the it, pitch. You're right. The little pitch. Yeah. All the little gadget play yeah. for a running back to be able to flourish and get five or ten yards. Right. So I just it's not like when we were growing up and it's just right three yards in a cloud of dust. It's different. Yeah. With the different innovations offensively. So I'm thinking that uh that he can really do some good things. That's the whole I, I'm I'm excited about Roshan. I'm I'm very high on Roshan and the, the reason for me is that I saw everything that Bijan could do. And I after after we had Roshan on the podcast where he he basically talked about kind of like the games where they went back and forth, I went back and watched, I forget which game he said. But I know I went back and I looked that game up where basically I think it was LSU they were playing against. And they just they couldn't stop the run. And everything that Bijan could do, Roshan could do. And that's what gets me excited about this kid. And the fact that, right, like I, I think the one thing that that scared me most, because I loved Monty. I loved how hard Monty ran, but realistically, Monty wasn't a thousand yard back, a twelve hundred yard back. He wasn't one of the top backs in the NFL. He was the best back that we had, and we loved him for how he played for our team. Why do you think that is? Why didn't he reach those goals? I, I mean, listen, even before Justin was there, we didn't see that. And injury. Injury played into that year two. I think he missed most of year two with injury. Injury, offensive line. 
Oh yeah, no, a hundred and ten percent. I I agree with you on all of that, but I think that the part that the Bears were most worried about missing was the leadership in the room. Apparently, that's what Roshan exudes the second that he walks into the room. Like, that's the one thing that we've heard from everybody who's met with him. It's just like, you know, this kid's like, like people, he just starts talking and people listen. <laughs> that gets me, that, that tells me that you replaced what you lost for cheaper. And that gets me excited. Ultimately, it's you. I mean, hey, listen, however you want to say it. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just the, here's the thing. I, I'm loud. That's the thing. Like, I, like, I. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the twenty dollars is set. The twenty dollars is set. I just, I just, I don't know, man. Like when I look at, I know it's a rookie running back. I know that, right? Like there's, there's a lot that we're gonna have to see on the field. But I see things right now that he does better than the backs we have on our team. He's not faster, but that he does better than the backs we have on our team. And I think that's his lane into the starting line. That's the hope. That's the hope. We'll see, man. See, I, I see here's the thing. I can't I can't put hundred percent on rookies yet. Yeah. Because rookies are suspects to me. Oh yeah. Even though I'm high on uh Sewell. <laughs> Noah Sewell, man. <laughs> Bro, I'm just looking at the lineage. <laughs> what if, right? What if? Because I'm looking at the Sewell lineage. Yeah. Like, what if he's something? Yeah. Late round, like uh, second day pickup in the draft. I yeah. Okay, what if he's something? I'm I'm okay with I I'm excited about it. Here's here's my uh, the hope is that this is not the Saint Brown uh, brotherhood. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and here's the I think that Noah. This is the one thing I'll give Noah. Noah's good enough to push others to be better. Because you know he's behind you, and he, I think that he will be good enough in the NFL where he can take your job. If he looks at his draft stats, like, I should be better than this. Okay, well, he's going to prove it on the field. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. That's the rookie you're most excited about this, uh, this season coming up? <laughs> That's not Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright's the one we're all most excited about. But. I think, that, yeah. So you give me the, uh, the tackle from North, uh, South Carolina. Okay. That's that would be my guy. You you a little 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 excited about him too? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Why not? I'm not mad at it. You know you have a problem with the kid from Miami though. You're not sure. Um, I don't have a no. Uh, Javon Dexter. Yeah. I I'm I'm probably more hopeful than most on Javon Dexter. I just want to see it on the field because for me. And Yurko broke this down as well. Going from a two-gap to a one-gap is easier because now your mind's not weight on the play. Now your mind is just go get the quarterback. Yeah. So I, I'm more excited about what he's going to be in the NFL probably than most. But I just think that, right, like in your first season, are you going to be in the backfield the entire time? Are you going to have the help that draws you away? The real question is if you are a star-studded player to start off your your career in the NFL, guess what they're going to do? They're going to throw double teams at you. How do you adjust to the double team? How do you adjust? Right? Do you have players on your defensive line that – are going to take that pressure off of you, right? Is Dominique Robinson going to finally be that guy that's able to take some pressure off? So I think my question is more so with the entire defensive line because there is no guy that – there. there's no Aaron Donald on this team. There's no guy that you look at and you say, he's getting double teamed every play that's going to take the pressure off of this rookie. Javon Dexter might be that guy. So we'll see, man. Let's finish this thing out. Strong hoodie. As we get to the fourth quarter, another hot take. Fourth quarter. 
Not really a hot take. Fourth quarter. That's what ball players do, man. They put the four. Uh, Tom Brady. Oh, Five. oh, <laughs> yeah, he had the four. He had the four up, Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick Foles came in, had him confused. You know what I'm saying? That's fourth down, right? Fourth quarter. You got to be careful with that run here. <laughs> Justin Fields talked about why he was so excited coming into this season. He's working with DJ Moore. He's got a lot of talent around him now. He also talked about the process that went in and how. Basically, right, when when you read into what he says, the Bears believed in him and they were never having these conversations about, you know, where we might move you, we might take a quarterback, blah, blah, blah. They were more so having the conversations about what's going to help you take that next step. Do you like seeing that from the Chicago Bears organization here? Do you like that the Bears are including fields in their preseason talks something that Aaron Rodgers a star-studded Hall of Famer did not get I do like that because you want to have a player invested in the team yeah and so if you feel like Justin Fields one of your pillars of the team then you should invite him to be all in right yeah it's one thing to just treat a player like a player like here's just another player coming in but they know that he's a special guy and the leader of the team, yeah. and the captains of the team, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So that's why that's important for him to be able to know what's going on at all times. I think it's great. You know, what if it was the opposite? What if the Bears did not invite players in or say, hey, you're welcome to spend time in training camp or in our you know, pre-preseason yeah. talks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what if you, you – Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, they'll live in Florida, California, other places. Like, we have to crib, like – I'll be there when you need me. Yeah. But he lives here. Yeah. He's still around here. So I, I do like that. For the I think that it, this is the one thing that, that I've loved about Ryan Pohl's tenure here. This one shouldn't be surprising to us, but it is because we don't see it very often. But it just feels like we're finally running this organization, very much unlike the Chicago Bulls, like a big boy organization. And... I like that there to me that tells me right like all the stuff in the offseason where it was do they really believe in fields should they trade fields you're going to get more draft capital if you trade fields than if you trade this tells me that not only does Ryan Poles believe in fields but Ryan Poles wants to make sure that Justin has every opportunity to prove him right which tells me that he's not going to have a problem if fields performs paying fields this th- this this kind of conversation was a long grandstanding conversation to me because I looked at it as, okay, not only does he believe in him, but he believes in him to basically say, what do you need so that we can just push this blank check across your desk and you can sign on the dotted line? Yeah. So I think that that gets me the most, that gets me really excited. How have, how have you seen kind of the offseason? How would you grade how Ryan Poles has done this offseason? I think it's been a B plus. I think that's fair. I think he probably give himself a B plus as well. But here's why. So it starts with having the testicular fortitude to have the number one draft pick and be like, nah, yeah. we're going to trade that pick to Carolina before the draft. And everyone was wondering what was going to happen with that number one pick. We saw what happened. Yeah. So and, and I remember the text messages I got in that. So we made the deal and the Bears made the deal. Text messages I kept getting was dot 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 and DJ Moore. <laughs> like people thought as is, it was a solid trade for both teams. Yeah. But people were like, 
Well, uh, yeah. uh, you got to well, you have a number one wide receiver? Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so this helps both the Bears and Carolina in that spot. So obviously I was very excited about that because now Justin Fields has someone to throw to. However you want to put DJ Moore, top 10, top 15, however you rank him, at least it is a weapon for Justin Fields to be able to work with. Yeah. It is a go-to guy. He already, before he steps on the field, DJ Moore is the greatest wide receiver the Bears have ever had. Ooh. Greatest what? Better than B Marsh? DJ Moore better than B Marsh? Who? Well, listen, we didn't get to the play. Coffee B Marsh? Hey, he's still a good wide receiver. <laughs> he was still a good wide receiver. There's a lot to get you to the playoffs. Not here. <laughs> he, was a, he was a what? 1,200 yard, 12 touchdown wide receiver? DJ Moore? That's a little like B Marsh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no. Never accuse activity with accomplishment. Uh, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that. While I'm talking, just look. Look. I'll, while you're doing that, I'll tell you a story about B Mark. Let's do it. Okay, so, um, I'm doing a remote with uh, Jesse Rogers from our station, ESPN One Thousand, uh-huh. and we're at Fit Speed in Northbrook. This Northbrook. Yep. Fit Speed. And I think B Marsh might have been a co-owner of that. Or his, of that company, I think. I just know he was there. Right. With Alshon Jeffrey. And B. Marsh told me during the break, he goes, hey, man, I need you to talk up Jimmy Clausen. And I said, why is that? He goes, man, Jimmy, you know, he works hard in practice. I just want uh, you to ask me about Jimmy Clausen because I really think – I was like, hold on a second. I said, Jay Cutler is your quarterback. Yeah. You want me to talk about Jimmy Clausen, bro? I'm like, like, I said, no, I'm not doing that. I just told him, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not doing that. I was like, so you're going to throw Jay under the bus? I ain't throwing Jay under the bus. Like, <laughs> right? And this is what's weird about that is, like, they were homies yeah. in Denver. Yeah. Like, they pretty much got together with the Bears on Twitter. You got to go back and look at that. Yeah, yeah. Calling each other on Twitter, and I was like, B. Marsh, Jay Cutler telling Jay B. Marsh, why don't you come through, right? And so they became teammates, rekindling what they did in Denver. And, uh, yeah, that didn't work out. Well. It, it's... It's great. It was, I mean, because like anything else. There was only one season where you can look at it and say that was a great season. It was 2013 where the Bears had the best offense. It it, it wasn't great. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But again, it's not just a one-off. And that's the whole thing with this organization now. It's not a one-off, Pat. This is supposed to be once you're ready to win, let's go. Yeah. No, when you get to the playoffs and then disappear for five or six years. Like like we've seen over the years with the Bears, this is this is a tough list. You really want me to go through this? This is what the this is what Bleacher Report has the Bears top ten receivers as. B Marsh is not on the list, by the way, as well. Wendell Davis is ten. Jim Dooley is nine. James Scott is eight. Those are black and white. <laughs> They're black and white pictures. Dick Gordon. I haven't known a guy named Dick in a while. No, Dick Gordon. Yeah. Kevin Kavanaugh is six. Yeah, <laughs> Willie Galt's five. Willie Galt. Willie Galt, I'll give you that. Marty Booker, four. You run fast with Marty Booker. Oh, come on. Curtis Conway, three. What could have been? What could have been with Curtis? Harlan Hill, two. <laughs> He's got 87 on, no. He's got... <laughs> like grandma. <laughs> Number one, Johnny Morris. John Morris, yes. The great Johnny Morris. Johnny Morris is our best wide receiver in history. DJ Moore. 
Yeah. Okay. He walks in. Yeah. Dallas Hall. Yeah. Like, hey, DJ. Yeah. You're the best wide receiver that this organization ever had. I am. Yeah. Yes, you are. Now, again, there's been names I both know, Mush Muhammad, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but again, when you don't get the ball down the field, when you don't have a vertical passing game, and mostly, what's the Bears? The bread and butter for decades. Running. running They're running the football. So, I mean, so this is why I'm so looking forward to this iteration of the Bears because this is new. The ball goes down the field, like, like you know, like passing. I, and, yeah, but so, so when I say that, the reason why I'm looking forward to that is because last year it's like, ah, uh, it's not like we've never seen a quarterback run for his life before. Right. That's what Justin was doing. Right. I want him to cut in half his um, his rushes and throw more down the field to connect to other receivers if possible. I dropped this video yesterday over on the breeze. Yep. And this was my – it's very it, – I guess it could be a hot take video, but I'm backing it with the data that I've seen. Second year in systems, in this system, the quarterback jump is ridiculous. I mean, you're going from like 20 touchdowns a game to like 45. Like the, the jump has been ridiculous in history. And I'm not talking about from great guys. I'm talking about like middle of the pack quarterbacks. On top of that, everybody knows their role. Whether we believe it or not, I know they're going to say there's a competition. Everybody's got DJ Moore's your number one wide receiver. You're fighting for number two, maybe, but I think Darnell Mooney ends up in the slot. Chase Claypool's going to end up being your number two. That's how things are going to work out for you. Darnell Wright knows he's playing right tackle. Braxton Jones knows he's playing left. Tevin knows he's left guard. Everybody knows their role already on this team. This could be with the collection of talent that is actually here, even with tight end adding in Tunyon, the best Chicago Bears offense that we've ever seen. And I really think that we could see that this season because of how many people are going to sell out on Justin running. That's the fear that every team in this league is looking at. Justin Fields can take off running. And so they're going to be playing real close. <laughs> That's going to allow a lot in the back end. So I, I really... I, I just I look at this offense and and Getsy coming in second year, understanding the players that he have, a bunch of these players being second year guys in this offense. I get excited, man. I'm excited about this season coming up. It still might end in seven wins. It's weird because the innovations were there even in three in a three win season. Yeah. The innovations offensively, I mean. Yeah. Saw so some of the trickeration and some of the plays and play designs that was there for Justin. I'm like Yep. Well, that's that's the other thing too, right? Like it took six games for Luke to figure out who the heck Justin was. All right, the first six games, Luke's like, th throw it. Oh, you 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 don't have anybody to throw to. Okay, we gotta run. We gotta run. Marcation <laughs> with that um, Washington game. Yes. After the Washington game, it's like we should have won that game if we had some more offense. I mean, it's easy to if the Bears had any uh, ability to throw the ball down the field, we should have won that game against Washington. And then after that, you saw how everything changed. Well, they would have won that game if one guy holds on to a uh, – never mind. Uh, <laughs> every, everybody's blaming me. They're just like, you're going too hard at Bayless Jones. I'm like, he drops the football a lot. <laughs> he drops the football a lot. He cost us a couple of games. You understand why last year was by design? Yes. Because, again, those guys, you'd be searching for a wide receiver when you're playing fantasy, yeah. and none of those guys would be chosen. Yeah. I don't care how deep your draft is. It's like, nope. Uh, you, no, you're not drafting any of them. Maybe EQ at the beginning of the season off of just like because he's going to be the only guy that's going to get the ball. He's on the bench. Maybe EQ, but outside of that, no, I, I agree with you 100%. And then 
I think the other thing is, too, that a lot of people don't think of on the offensive end, your defense is going to be better. Even if it's not a dominant top 10 defense in the NFL, it's going to be better. And in your defense being better, your offense is going to get the ball in better positions. That helps your offense as well. So I think yeah, I'm looking forward to So as, as far as the, that's concerned, the draft or, or the free agency, they took care of the linebackers. I'm thinking Jack Sanborn is going to be a guy. I mean, it just seems like it's poetic to me. I like Sanborn. An Illinois guy. You know, he comes in and, and – Made some really good plays last year. Yeah, on the sideline speed, I'm like, Max Erlacher? What are we doing here? I don't know about Max Erlacher, but I like Sanborn. It's nice speed, though. Yeah, 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 good speed. Good speed. Okay, him. so then from there, you you go through the um, free agency, took care of the linebacker spots. You took care of uh, the secondary. I like what he was able to do there with some some of the things that. So I think it's been a, at least a B plus. An A-plus probably would have been taking care of the defensive line. Right. I think that's the only thing that really holds the Bears back. You've got to have veterans on that defensive line. And so now, even though we're in May, I'm still wondering, is he going to plug in when these guys we talked about? Way? Well, I, I think he is. He's saying sooner than later tells me yes. The Jets guy that you mentioned. Uh, Quinnen Williams. Williams. The Jets. I mean, figure out a way to get that done. I mean, you feel like you're close. You feel like you're close with Aaron Rodgers. Do all you can. Yeah, I know the Jets. You know, yeah, I, I think they'll get him signed. I think that's a. Uh, I think there's some posturing going on that he's like, you guys got Aaron Rodgers before you got me, okay. and I've been here. You know, rub his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and pay the man. No, 100. percent Yeah. So, but what if? Right. So, if you t- if you take care of one or two of the guys on the defensive line, maybe the team's even better than we think. But if you can't get to the quarterback, you know what aggravated me is like so many games the Bears played. And the uh, opposing quarterback's jersey was clean. Come on, bro. You know, you know, no pass rush at all. Yeah. Come on, man. No, that's the biggest. That was our biggest problem last season. That that's 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 a hundred percent. So, we'll see how this thing all works out, man. Great to have you in studio as always, hoodie. Always welcome back on the podcast. Appreciate you for coming through, man. We're done. We're done. That, what about overtime? That is four quarters. Four quarters and what about overtime? No, we're we're dominating. It was a forty-eight to three game out here, hoodie. It was a forty-eight to three game. The defense didn't get a chance. <laughs> Your problem is why the talk show host. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. I love it. Hey man, appreciate you guys for showing love. As always, make sure you guys like the video, subscribe to the page, make sure that you are listening five days a week over on the ESPN Chicago app. As always, for Jonathan Hood, I'm Pat the Designer. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Peace.